This episode is brought to you by Evolve Golf, makers of the number one performance golf tee. If you needed $10,000 to the point where if you didn't, let's just go ahead and say you had to have 10 grand for some surgery or something for your family or something, you'd figure a way how to get the money. So the fact is, if you're coming up with all those excuses, it's okay, just don't take action, but be okay with staying stuck, staying frustrated, and don't complain because you have a choice over this. We are in the United States of America, God bless it, I'm English, but we're here because we have an opportunity to be an entrepreneur and grow. Whether you are an employee of a club or not, you are an entrepreneur in your own life. And so you have the opportunity to grow your business. You have the opportunity to overcome hurdles. And so either stay stuck or take action. This is the Getting Better Now podcast presented by the Golf Business Network. The show by golf professionals for golf professionals. Profiling experts from inside and outside the golf industry to help you advance your career, make a lasting impact, and achieve your goals. Here's your host, PGA professional from St. David's Golf Club, Dean Candle. If you're a typical golf professional that takes on a number of different roles and responsibilities, even if you love to teach, finding time to fit in golf lessons can be a challenge. Do you come in early? Do you stay late? Do you sacrifice the time that you set aside for other tasks and then just say yes to the lesson request? It's a conundrum that we often fall into. And for a lot of golf professionals, the opportunity to teach provides one of the few chances to significantly increase their income. So we squeeze in lessons so we can make our members and customers happy while telling ourselves, well, at least I'm making a few extra bucks. Then there's the question of whether or not we're helping our students actually lower their scores. Does the traditional range session truly develop a better golfer? Or should we be out on the golf course, practicing in the actual field of play, coaching our players to get the ball in the hole in fewer strokes? Will Robbins has the answer to these questions. For years now, Will has been producing results for players by taking them on the golf course, often in groups or teams, to show them how to shoot lower scores, instead of starting with mechanical fixes and technical training on the range. His patented scoring method provides a foundation for his players to grab what really amounts to the low-hanging fruit by tracking simple stats and bringing their opportunities to light. The results he's produced speak for themselves. Will is revolutionizing golf instruction, and it's the mission behind his company, RGX. With RGX, Will guides golf coaches all over the world to discover their ability to produce impactful results for their players and their businesses. Through RGX, there are golf professionals that have generated life-changing improvements to their businesses without standing on the lesson tee from sunup to sundown, day after day. Will is producing solutions to these two major issues for today's golf professionals. One, how do we help our players improve so that they play more golf and get value out of the time and money they spend at our facilities? And personally, how do we make a positive impact on our income without committing to more time spent on the lesson tee? Will's backstory is unlike any other. As an aspiring professional ready for life on tour, 
His life changed in an instant as the devastating Indonesian tsunami swept up his new wife and him on their honeymoon in 2004. While he and his wife were lucky to survive the disaster that claimed over 200,000 lives, due to injury, Will's tour aspirations eventually disappeared. He wasn't able to play to the level he once did and began to give lessons as a way to stay around the game. However, as Will has said, he doesn't view this as a negative. Instead, it created the opportunity for him to uncover his true purpose, the purpose of improving the games of golfers young and old while bettering the lives of golf professionals all over the world. While Will's story is inspiring, I hope that you find more motivation in this conversation. It's all about how to quickly and easily generate more income in 2020. There's the chance that this will be the start of the best season you've ever had in lesson income. Just follow Will's advice, and I certainly think it can be. You can find out more about RGX and Will at robinsgx.com and at thescoringmethod.com. So here it is, our conversation with Will Robbins. I hope you enjoy it. So it's possible with very little effort that as a head pro at a private club right now, I could get a $5,000 raise Absolutely. without going to my board and without having to ask for anything extra. Yeah, because that, that, that's a lot of hassle, going to the board, <laughs> going through the committees, trying to get them to the rebudgeting and everything is is that's the hardest way to try and get a $5,000 raise. And I would say, yeah, absolutely. If you were the head pro or a first, second assistant at a, at a, at a, at a private facility, let's say, and you want to just go out there and, and make your own $5,000 raise, absolutely. We've done it with just coaches from all over the world, at all different levels of private facilities. And I would say $5,000 is the minimum raise mm -hmm. you get um, by simply changing your mindset on what, what you can provide for your members and, and, and creating that enjoyment for them and for you. So the reason why we're talking about this, for a lot of golf pros at, at traditional facilities, we're busy with everything across the board Absolutely. and from merchandising and tournaments and teaching for some of us, it gets stuffed into something that we either have to do or we have to fit into our calendar. And for a lot of us, I know it takes a lot of the fun and it sucks the, the fun out of it for, for a lot of us if we're, we're busy with other things. But that's not what you're talking about. You're not talking about, hey, you need to go stand on the lesson tee for X number more hours in order to get a significant increase. You have a different philosophy. Yeah. My experience has been is that most head pros at private clubs do have a better experience, especially if they've been there a while, of this idea of the level of customer service that you've got to bring, the expectations of your member, and really that I believe that probably the head professional of 40 years ago was better off than the head professional of nowadays. And what I mean by that is, is that if you owned your own concession, you understood that you have to keep your, your, your players. They have to stay as a member. You have to sell them clubs. You have to find a way to make sure that you run a profitable business. And to do that, you built great relationships and you connected members. And I think that the pros that are still doing that are having the greater success. I think with, you know, not, not putting down management companies, but, you know, that you're more of a, just an employee sometimes as just a head professional and you don't see mm -hmm. it so much as, you know, I've got to actively connect members and get them to play better golf. It's more of, I got to make sure <clears throat> the T-sheet is correct and the tournaments are run properly and the inventory is done and the, the payroll and, and managing payroll and employees and, 
that overwhelm. And so teaching almost becomes like, oh, God, I just want to get home to my family and not be at the golf course or, yeah, I have to do it. And so I would say that if we really look at the role of a head professional 30, 40 years ago, it was more about being out there in front of the member and connecting them and, and coaching them and, and maybe playing more golf, whereas now it, it is just a, a bunch of tasks. And so mm -hmm. to me, I would say that how do you make it a win for you? How do you make it a win for your member? How do you make it a win for the club? And so you know, to look at that, I think a win for the club is obviously member retention. Is it a thriving club that is sold out? That is when the club is winning because the, the members having an amazing experience. They're not thinking about leaving. They're spending time at the club. They're spending money and they're happy. So how do you get that with the limited time that you have? And in my experience, it's been about they want to play golf with you. They want to get on the golf course. They want to be like you. You know, they, they, they see you as an influence in their lives and in their golf game. And so how can you get a mindset of, look, if I could play more golf with my, my members and get out there and not only connect them to other members, but actually help them to play the course, uh, teach them how to get the ball in the hole on some of those awkward holes or those frustrating points around the, you know, in a round that they just can't overcome in their last tournaments. I think that's really the focus that we have to start off with. So I'll just throw it back at you, Dean. Does that, does that, is that relevant to you as a head professional? And, and, and can you sort of, you know, confirm that that's kind of a solution that we, we all need to be providing as head professionals? 100%. And we all know that that's where a lot of times we're lacking in, you know, you, how many times you hear somebody say, well, oh, my, I haven't dusted off the clubs in three months, but I haven't been out there. Uh, I barely have time to teach anymore because we're stuck with all of these other tasks and a lot of administrative work. I'm sending emails. I'm communicating with members, you know, through email and everything. But we're we're stuck in the office rather than being out front. When we know, we all know deep down that that connection face to face, and especially in our business, that connection you can make on the golf course is priceless. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when it comes down to whether it's job security or whether you're, you're just looking where you're an assistant, you want to build relationships at your club that could maybe help you in further in your career. We, we do that on the golf course. And I think a lot of us have, have seen that we can do that through helping people with their golf games. But mm -hmm. It's trying to fit that in. That's the Absolutely. challenge. And I, and I know there are a few listeners right now that is like, that sounds great, Will, but you have no idea how busy I am. <laughs> and, and truthfully, I probably don't, you know, because I run golf academies and uh, and do coaching. So, you know, I'm contractor at the facilities I am at. So it's a little different. What I would say, though, is that what I've seen for golf pros, PGA professionals in, you know, Europe in Philly, so short seasons, you know, where it does get very, very busy. But it comes down to what is the priority that we're meant to be doing, right? We got into this game because we loved it. We got into this game because we love to play and we love to teach it and we love to be around it. And I think many of you, if you just honestly, you're driving in the car right now, just honestly ask yourself, do you still love what you do for a living? And if you can say yes to that, I applaud you. I think many of us say I love parts of it, but there are parts that I'm just frustrated with. And most of us would say, I don't play golf anymore. I don't play enough golf. And if that's you, then my challenge to you would be, you're, you're going to be a better professional when you are playing this game because it humbles us, it excites us, it motivates us, it reminds us why we love the game. 
you're also going to be a better professional when you feel like you're having some balance, which means that, you know what, I've got that little bit of extra money. So we were able to go on that holiday. I've got that extra money or that extra time because I'm coaching a group of people. So I have, I'm not having to do as many privates so I can get home early to my family. And I think that's the balance that we're looking for in our lives is to love this thing that we do call golf. And so many people say, you are so lucky to be a head pro. And sometimes I'm sure you think, oh, no, trust me. I don't even know what a weekend is. I, I haven't seen I haven't seen Friday or Sunday. You know, I've got I've got seven, you know, 500 to 700 bosses. Um, but I think that can be dampened down the, the negatives to getting back and playing. And so what I would love to do is just just lay out to you what I've done with other golf professionals. And really, my hope is, is that you take this and go, you know what, Will, I'll give it a shot. And I'm going to try and make it so simple for you to do that you're like, you know what, I could do that. Let's give it a try. And, and the first thing would be to just shift your mindset, to shift your mindset to believe that you actively getting on the golf course and playing with your members, three members and yourself or four and yourself, if you can play a fivesome, is a positive thing for everybody, for the member most importantly, because they're going to have a great time with you, for the golf club because they're not going to leave because they, they feel more connection to other the other three members that they play with in you, and for you because you're playing golf and you're getting paid to do it. And that's a pretty cool time when you come off a golf course and feel like, mm -hmm. I just got paid you know, $400 to play nine holes. That was pretty cool. You know, I should be doing this once a week. And so that's really right. the first thing is I would say, be willing to break out from that. And that that would mean schedule it. And I want you to schedule in your calendar. When is a time that you could just say, look, you know what? Wednesday mornings are super quiet. I could, I could squeeze out for two and a half hours. I think I could do that. And what I want you to do is I just want you to block it out. Let's say two weeks from now, put it in your calendar. So I, I would seriously challenge you to stop driving or open up your phone and, you know, get on your calendar and put it in there because if you schedule it, you're going to follow through. If you don't, guess what? It doesn't happen. You know that with payroll. You know that with inventory. It's scheduled. It happens. And so that would be the first step. So, Dean, for you, any any questions or, or thoughts, feedback on as far as that that mindset change and actually scheduling it to make it a priority? Well, I would say for those of us that have an online T-sheet, rather than just put it on your calendar, if you want that extra level of accountability, go put your yeah, name on the sheet with a threesome. On, on the curve. Go. Now you've got it. You're taking up a tea time. You're messing with the club if you don't do this. <laughs> exactly. And we all know that then the members, they get excited that, that, oh, wow, I'm playing with the pro. And I think we forget that, that, you know, we, t or we take that for granted, that that really does mean something to the members at Absolutely. our club. That whether it's the head pro or the assistant pro, I'm playing with the pro today. And some people get nervous, you know, but still in the end, you know, it's something new for them. So I think if we put our name on the T-sheet, we've got to just, you know, just buck up and do it. Put your name down as fourth player in that group. And now well, we're locked in. The only change I'm going to make to that is you're going to put your name down as the first player in that group. And you are going to go ahead and you're okay. going to block out the other three spaces. Because this is the second step. The second step is you have to see the value in what you're going to provide. This is, again, a mental change for all of us. Is that, well, you know, I should play with my, <coughs> my members at no cost. No, no, you shouldn't. They see the value in what you do. Trust me, if they're a lawyer, they'll charge you to come and see them, okay? If they're a chiropractor, they might give you a deal, but the point is is that they will charge you because that is good business. And what I want you to do is I just want you to think about <clears throat> this is your day off, okay? This is your time off. Who are the three members you would most like to play with? And what I want you to do is I want you to write down their name and just write down why. You know what? I, I give them private lessons. They're a super nice guy. I just like being around them. This person I haven't seen in ages, I used to teach them and I need to get them back out. Uh, this member is a new member and I'd like to connect him because these other two guys both work in the city and it'd be a good connection. 
So now you've put value behind why you're doing this. And then very simply, all you're gonna do is this, is look, if you charge, let's just say your fee is $100 an hour, you're just gonna to say to them, hey, listen, I'm gonna charge $100 an hour and we're gonna go out on the golf course. Make it simple, make it easy for them to say yes to. But what you're going to do now is you are going to personally invite these people because what we don't understand, or sorry, what you may understand, and you probably do because you're a head professional at a private club, is a handwritten note is goes a long way, right? A personal invitation mm -hmm. goes a mile. And what so many golf pros do nowadays is, well, I e-blasted everybody through my MailChimp account and nobody responded because nobody cares because you didn't, you didn't show interest. Right. What you did is you marketed to them, you sold to them. And these, these are people that you're meant to care about, which means picking up the phone and just saying, hey, Mr. Smith, you know what? I have been meaning to get you out on the golf course in a long time. I would like our next lesson to be on the golf course. And I've blocked out every Wednesday for the next three months. And I'd like to know which Wednesday you could come to. I'm hoping you can come to December the 7th. You know what? That would be fantastic. You will be blown away by their response. And if they say, well, oh, okay, well, how much is it going to cost? Oh, just a regular hour lesson. I've got three of us going out there. We're going to play a foursome. And then we're going to maybe grab a bite to eat afterwards. And I'm telling you that right then and there, they're like, wow, that is awesome. And if they can't make it for that session, I will tell you, they'll say, look, let's get it booked for the next week. And your goal is just to get three people for that first playing lesson, plus you to go out there and play golf. And if oh, yeah, go ahead, Dean, so, please. Let me, can I jump in? So one, should these be existing or former students, not necessarily somebody I haven't taught before? So, well, that that's... Now, now let's just think about the big picture, right? There are three things that you've got to do at a, at a private facility as a head professional. And the number one thing is you have to retain your member. You have to retain your member. Okay. Number two is you also need new members. You need new people to come through the door. And then thirdly is you need to make sure that they're actively using the club. So to me, I would say that the first thing I would do is go with your gut. You know what? I teach all these people and I'd, I haven't... When was the last time you got these people on the course? I've never got them on the course. Well, kind of shame on you because the fact is if you're teaching someone and you're not getting them on a golf course, what the heck are you doing? It'd be like taking ski lessons indoors and never getting on a mountain. It's like they need to get on the course and play golf right. with you. And so I would call those people. But let's just say that there are people that you know are at-risk members who might be walking out the door and you think, oh, God, I haven't seen him in ages. What about a phone call? Just saying, you know what? Hey, I'm doing playing lessons now on the golf course. I haven't seen you in ages. I'd love to get you out to, a out to the golf course. Um, you know, drop me a call, fire them a text, fire them a phone call and have a chat with them and get three members who they are or two other members who they're like and connect them. Because if they have a pro that cares about them and they're getting better at golf and they're connected to members at the, at the facility, I can guarantee you they're not leaving. Guarantee you they're not leaving. But... If times get mm -hmm. tight, and I don't really know anybody out there anymore, I've kind of, you know, all my guys have moved on and the kids are grown up now and I don't even know who the head pro is right now and, and my game sucks. Guess what? Cycling, travel, wine, I don't know, Fortnite, <laughs> anything sounds better to them than golf right now. So my thing to you right. would be is go with your gut feeling of you're the captain, you're the coach, you pick the team. And as you do this, start to identify, you know what, I need to really be reaching out. Those three new members that signed up last month, why wouldn't I be out with all three of them inviting them? And you might say, but well, I don't want to charge them. Or maybe for a new member, you don't charge them because if it retains them at that club, guess what? You're getting a salary from the facility. So maybe you don't charge them because they're a new member, but you let them know, hey, I do this every Wednesday. In the future, if you want to join me, just let me know. Just find me a text. 
Right. And I think because there are people out there now that are listening to this thinking, okay, well, that that member on the other side, other end of the line might be thinking, I'm just calling them up, just trying to say, hey, this is Dean. Do you want to come out and give me $100? Right? That can be a tricky well, that, thing. That's the mindset, add, that's the mindset a of a golf professional compared to the mindset of a consumer. Mm -hmm. So let's just think about this in a different way. So um, let's go ahead and say you're a diehard football fan. And if you're, you're a Philadelphia mm -hmm. Eagle fan, okay, so you love the Eagles. And, you know, you've got the package that you watch on TV. You've actually been to two games in the last three years. Um, and the Philadelphia Eagle called you, their company, the company called you and said, hey, this is Louise from the Philadelphia Eagles. Hey, by the way, I noticed that you've been out to two games in the past two years, but you haven't been out to a game this year. And I would just like to invite you that currently we've actually got a promotion for our, for our, um, for our uh, loyal fans that if you get a standard ticket of, of $100, you're actually going to get a VIP tour of the grounds. You're going to get to come and actually see the locker rooms beforehand of the game. And then also we're going to put you in the VIP section, which includes food and alcohol. And you can buy up to three tickets. I just want to reach out personally and just see if you're interested. <laughs> Not many Philadelphia Eagle fans be like, right. why the heck are you trying to sell me? I know what you're doing here. You're trying to take my money. I have had enough of you. They'd be like, oh, my God. Like, yeah, that's awesome. Unfortunately, I'm not in right. town for the next game. Oh, which game? Well, we've got four more home games this season. Can we t take a look at the calendar? Yeah, holy smokes. And yeah, I'll take all four because I know I can get some people from work to come or my family. The idea is when we think of it in sales, you're thinking you're going to someone and cold calling them. These are members who play golf who probably aren't very good because nobody's that good at golf. B, want to be like you. Mm -hmm. You know, remember how to um, get, make friends and influence people. That book all talks about people want to be around people that they're like or want to be like. And so they look up to you like, oh, right. my goodness. And I'm going to get to play golf with my pro and meet other people at the club, sit down, have lunch afterwards. And he's going to give me a bit of a plan on how to how to work on my game and make sure he keeps an eye on me. Do you see the difference, Dean? I mean, it's, it's just the wrong type of mindset to think that somebody would be yeah. offended. I suppose if you call, cold call the yellow page and said, hello, do you play golf? <laughs> yes. Would you like a golf lesson? <laughs> that would be a bit right. weird, but that is nothing like that. They, I've never heard a, a member say, why are you talking? This is, this is a blah, blah, blah. They're going to be like, oh, thanks for thinking of me. You know what? Right now I've got a bad back and I'm not able to do it, but thanks for thinking. Hey, well, let me check in with you here in a month and just make sure you're doing okay. What are you doing for your back? Well, nothing. Well, you know, we have the gym and we have the personal trainer. You know, how can you build a better relationship? Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter about the sale, whether they really say yes or no. It's that you're caring to reach out to them, which shows true relationship building, which means retention. You're going to retain people when they feel like they're connected to their professional and their club. So I guess the way to think about that call then is that we're providing something, we're showing an interest and showing we care and we're providing a lot of value, even whether you're saying whether they even end up coming out or not. But what we're, what we're offering them isn't, isn't about just coming out to play golf for $100. It's coming out and here's everything that I'm going to, that I can do for you that yeah, and, and, and you, let's right? be so serious a lot of with value, this, right? right? So let's just all, we're all driving in our cars, listening to this podcast. Let's just be honest. You're teaching people right now when was the last time that you honestly went on the golf course with them? Just be honest with yourself. Is it three lessons ago? Never. Ten lessons ago? So wouldn't it be it wouldn't be a hard reach on the end of the next lesson to say, Mr. Jones, great session today, really pleased. But you know what? 
next time we need to go on the golf course. I've done you an injustice. You know, we haven't been on the course in two years and I need to actually see because you're hitting it good. But last week you shot another 92 and you should be shooting an 82. So I want to get you out. I'm doing Wednesday morning play with the pros. So what Wednesday morning would work for you? Oh, Wednesdays are tough. Well, is there a Wednesday at any time? No. Well, I might also do one. What other days might work for you? Well, Sunday afternoons. Well, Sunday with the family. What about a Thursday evening? Yeah, Thursday evening. Okay, there's your next time. There's your $10,000 raise. So that's what's often going mm -hmm. to happen. Or you're going to have someone come into the pro shop and go, oh, I need another driver lesson. My driver sucks. Mrs. Smith. We've had this conversation before. We really do need to get on the golf course. I think it's more that you hate the sixth hole and the eighth tee box because you go over, oh my God, I absolutely hate those holes. So you're going to say this to Mrs. Smith and she's going to go, you're right. And I said, look, I know who you play with on a Wednesday. I know they struggle with that. Why don't we on a Wednesday morning tee off early and let's take the three of you out there and go and play the sixth hole with five golf balls and overcome this tee shot? Oh my God, that sounds like an amazing idea. Mm -hmm. All right, let's get that on the books. I mean, they, they play golf. They want to get better. And we're telling them, but by giving them a one-hour lesson, they're going to get better. How are you teaching them how to transition that skill set from the driving range onto the golf course without getting on the golf course? It's, it's like always practicing, but never having a baseball game. You at some point have to have a game and the coach needs to actually be there to see that was nothing like practice. And so to me, don't go to the far ends and think this is difficult. Realize that this is our role as a professional and this is our this is our job to maintain our club and to connect people to our club and to get people to stay. Uh, and so I think that when we really look at it, the first three and six are going to be very easily and probably the first 20 or 30. And after that, the word will spread. And remember, they might say, look, let's do this every month or let's do this every fourth lesson. And if you think about this and you're doing, mm -hmm. let's just say $100 is your hourly rate. So that's $300 for you going out and playing golf. Takes you, let's say, two hours and 15 minutes. And then you hang out and have breakfast with them for half an hour or lunch or whatever it may be. So it takes you three hours, but it's 300 bucks. It's time off. It's time to relax. It's time for you just to enjoy being out there with your members. And obviously you're coaching them and giving them some insight. And the next thing you know, you do that, let's just say four times a month. Let's even say three because one week you're busy. That's a thousand bucks a month. Even if you only have a five month season, that's five grand because you play golf mm -hmm. and you're doing your job. And if a committee says, well, we see you out there playing a lot, you say, absolutely. It's really important to make sure that we retain these members because we know we're down on memberships correct right now. And I want to make sure the ones that we have don't leave. So I've actually listed out all of the people that I think I haven't seen at the club for over three months. And I'm making sure I'm getting them out and, and, and connecting them. Oh. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, what's the committee going to say to that? Right. Exactly. There's, there's nothing bad they can say about that. I hope that you're enjoying this conversation. Before we continue, let's pause for a brief word from our sponsor, Evolve Golf. Evolve Golf has been a proud supporter of the Golf Business Network for 11 years. Evolve has grown from a golf tee manufacturer to a maker of bespoke custom tee gifts and golf shop essentials. It's time to pre-book your bulk essentials for 2020. Evolve has your golf tee needs covered. From epoch tees that save money and eliminate tee litter, to their Project Goodwoods tees featuring hardwood and bamboo trees that plant trees in partnership with the Arbor Day Foundation. Evolve Golf's pre-book program is easy and flexible. You can add to an order or cancel an order without penalty. You save money and receive peace of mind. 
Be sure to ask about their line of hand-forged EC2 foundry metal accessories and custom-knitted motion wool socks. It's the perfect tea gift for any outing and any budget. Pre-book your bulk essentials by 1215 and you'll receive a 10% discount on all tea orders, free full-color imprinted ball markers when you order teas, and free printing on all P1RX pitch repair tools. Bundle tees, repair tools, and ball markers together to also receive a free custom stamp for EC2 Foundry Metal Accessories purchases over 72 pieces. That's an additional $200 value. You'll also receive free shipping on all orders throughout the 2020 season when you bundle your bulk essentials together. Evolve Golf provides GBN members with their lowest wholesale rates and they'll price match any comparable product. Contact your Evolve Golf account manager today. And now, back to our conversation. So let's backtrack a little bit. So I get my group together. I'm out on the course. I think one thing a lot of us are challenged by is how do we make that on-course session the most valuable? Because what, what I find personally is that the member gets out there and they still have this range mentality on the golf course where you know, they hit the first tee ball, you know, offline or into the rough or out of bounds. And they turn yeah, around and say, absolutely. what did I do? Absolutely. Right? So, I mean, I think there's a couple of things. First of all, you have to expect to set expectations. And then second of all, try not to be clever. Uh, and what I mean by that is imagine you don't have the answers. Mm -hmm. That's the best way to coach in my experience is you do not have the answers. Because if you have the answers, you usually assume and we know what happens then. And so to me, it's always about saying, hey, you know, what's, how's the game? What's been, what's, while you're warming up on the range for a few minutes, hey, what's been working? What's not? Okay, great. And start to get to know. Get on that first tee and say, listen, guys, I want to go out there and play. Okay. So if you play poorly today, I'm not happy about it, but I am because I want to see how you make a triple bogey from the middle of the fairway with a wedge in your hand. I want to see how you hit two out of bounds on hole seven. I want to see how you three putt from six feet. I want to just get to know your game. So I'm not going to overwhelm you. We're going to play. And really, as I go, I'm going to be asking you questions. So there's that format of getting out there and just playing golf with them and starting to ask some questions like, so how come you teed up on that side of the tee box? I don't know. And you go, well, mm -hmm. you know, you slice the ball and you teed up on the right-hand side and there's out of bounds right. You know, could, mm -hmm. what, what could you have done? Couldn't you have teed up on the left and aimed down? That, you know, it's really about them having this journey. Or how far did you hit a 7-9? 150. What was the carry over the bunker? I don't know. Or what was it to the flag? 160. Okay, well, the bunker was 150. So if you miss hit it, you're in the bunker, right? Oh, yeah. So what type might? So try and make it a learning experience, a coaching experience is about asking questions. And this is what I work with all, you know, all the coaches I train and work with. You know, it's all about stop talking and stop giving answers. You let them experience something and get, oh, maybe I should hit a six sign. Well, why don't you throw down another six sign? Hit a six sign. They thin it a little bit, lands on the green, goes to eight feet. And like, so you miss hit it and you're eight feet or you hit it good and you were one and you were in the bunker. What do you think you should do next time? Take extra club. Good for you. Let's keep going. You know, so the journey out there is just really b building the environment. It's not about trying to fix them and give them tons of information. It's we just had a good time. And what you'll do is as you go out there, Sometimes I'll play a skins game with them and we'll do little competitions or I'll do a, you know, we'll do wolf or whatever game you want to play, match play, Stapleford. Other times you might go situational and say, look, all three of you, I've heard over and over again, I'm the worst chipper in the world. You know what we're doing today? We're not going to tee off on any hole. We're going to drive to the green and we're going to spend 10 minutes on each green chipping over bunkers. 
because that's your struggle. Oh, wow, that's great. So you get to know what they want and what they need to work on and you build those relationships. And the fun thing is, is you're playing with them. Like you're hitting shots. So if you chunk one into the bunker, say, you know what? I didn't commit to that shot. What, what do you mean? Well, as a pro, sometimes I don't commit to shots. I'm not perfect. And so the joy is you're playing games with them. You're teaching them on the golf course. And here's the only problem. You're probably going to run into them saying, let's do more of this. And you going, ah, I need more time. And truthfully, this is, for example, Pete Roach, PGA professional um, up in uh, Vail, Colorado, private club, short season. But got to the point where his member spend tripled with the people that he coached three times in a year. It was 3x of the standard mm. member at the club. And it got to a point where we realized as head coach, you know, or sorry, as head pro, really his role was becoming more of customer relations manager, you know, building and growing relationships through coaching. Because to me, do I want my number one asset at the club? The professional, the person that can teach someone how to play this game, make them enjoy it more, keep them in the game, get them to buy new clubs, get them to be more involved. Do I want them behind a spreadsheet, uh, in counting t-shirts, selling Snickers bars, or do I want them actively out there with my members, getting them to play, getting them to compete, connecting with them, and having them all come in and eat food afterwards? And so it's really become this transition that you then go to the board and say, listen, the first assistant is ready to do my role in these three areas. I'd like to be doing this two times a week or three times a week or four times a week. And when you're getting those testimonials from the members and the feedback from the members and they're saying, this is the greatest thing ever. It's absolutely amazing. The next thing you know, guess what? You don't have to start building coaching programs. Then you're going to really have to give me a call and tell, tell me Yes, you're having because I want to hear about it because, you know, we're trying to revolutionize golf instruction, you know, which means get get guaranteed results for your players, get them to shoot lower scores and have more fun. And I think what we've really got to do is look back to Claude Harmon. There was no driving range, to be honest. You know, it was get on the golf course and go and play golf. And if there was a driving range, it was a shag bag, the cheapest track man on the planet. And I love track man and I love flight scope. They're great tools. But the cheapest one is a shag bag and 50 balls. You can figure out dispersion by how long did it take you to pick up the 57 irons you just hit? <laughs> were they all around the bag or were they in the trees left and right? So we got to go back to what we knew, which was get on the course, play the game, connect with people and help them to play the game, not perfect the golf swing. And I think that's why a lot of people stay away from teaching who are busy because it's like, I don't have the technology. I, I don't, I'm actually not that sure in myself if I can fix someone's swing, but you can definitely get them to aim down the left side of the fairway and take a three wood instead of a driver and put it in play and save six strokes and break 90 for the first time. That's not hard. That's just caddying. You know what I mean? Of course. So I think, you know, that that's kind of my thing is, is that it just grows from there. And then if you've got assistants in the pro shop, get them out there doing it. They want to play. They want to make more money. You know, we don't have the payroll to pay them what they're worth. So get them out there playing with the members, get them out there competing and really getting out there to to have this amazing experience for your whole team. So what was it for you that helped you make this transition from the traditional instruction role to coaching as as you do it now in these coaching programs and focusing so um, much on the golf course? As you can course. tell, I am a very calm, relaxed, uh, monotone person. I have no <laughs> level of ADD. But to me, that when I stood there for the first time, I, I had an injury. 
had an injury, couldn't play, and someone offered me the opportunity to teach. And I stood on a range, and I was like, this is just mad. This is this doesn't make any sense. These people are confused. They want fixes. They're asking me technique. And I'm like, they didn't, they don't know how to play the game. So I would just leave, I would just say, let's hop in a cart, let's go and play. And we just hop on the golf course and go and play. And the minute we started to do that, their scores just dropped. And they're like, yeah, but I haven't even improved. I'm like, yeah, you haven't improved your technique, but what you have improved is your scoring ability. I've taught you how to keep the ball in play. I've taught you how to take the right club. I've taught you how to avoid trouble. I've taught you how to read greens. And the next thing you know, it was just, it was off the charts results. But what I got stuck with was, well, I want to do a playing lesson with you, but I can't charge you $300. I was 60 bucks an hour at that time. I can't charge you $180 for three hours. And that's when I realized, look, if I just team everybody up and get on the golf course, I'll have a better environment because there's competition. There's pressure because you're playing with other people. You can have more time with me at the same price or actually less price. This is a win-win. Oh, and I'm paying a green fee. I'm going to put this where I started was at a public course. I'm paying a green fee. You're eating food afterwards. So the club's Mm -hmm. making money. You're making this your home club. You're practicing here and I'm making more money and you're getting better results. And that was really the, 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 for me is the minute I saw that I had created more of a college golf team with my adult players, the more I realized like I I can't teach private lessons. I just can't do it. I just, it's just too hard. Right. So would you say that that's maybe kind of the feel in a nutshell? If anybody's out there thinking, okay, so this sounds great. What's my, what would my program look like? What do I put out there to my members? I work with, with, I'm only saying this because just to give you some, some understanding that I don't care if you're at congressional or if you're in Australia or South Africa or Europe or at a driving range or an indoor facility or you're a PGA member or not a PGA member, if you're a female or a male, if you teach golf for a living, everybody comes to me when they come in and they, when we help them build out programs, they come to me saying, how much should I charge? What program should I run? Uh, and you know, what should I teach? And I'm like, that's the how the how has never got anybody anywhere. Okay. Mm -hmm. We didn't land on the moon by knowing how we were going to do it. We knew why we had to land on the moon. We had to beat the Russians to end the Cold War, to, to lead the rocket race, which is obviously nuclear warheads. That was the why. There was a big enough why. And then NASA figured out, look, if you strap a monkey to the top of a nuclear warhead, which is what you know the Mercury missions were, those first rockets, and you do this and you do this, we, we, we'll, get on, we'll get on the moon. And we did. So the fact is, is that you're going to understand why is it's not good for my players not to get on the golf course. It limits the amount of, they can afford. It's not a great environment for me to be able to actually get them to their potential. I don't have time if I don't do it in a group. You've got to fall into why you need to start coaching first. That's the most important thing. Because if you don't believe that, don't do it. Okay. If you don't believe it and you think private lessons are the best, good for you. Keep it that way. I mean, Mike Adams, great friend. He stands on a range and that guy's a genius when it comes to the golf swing. And he teaches one hour lessons, 10 hours a day, 60 days you know, 60 days a month, I was going to say pretty much. And he's doing the right thing for Mike Adams, but that's Mike Adams, right? I'm saying is if you're a pro that Mm -hmm. feels like, Hey, they've got a lesson from Mike, but they don't know how to use it on the golf course. I need to go on the golf course. Then that's where you've got to believe in it. So the first is get your why. And the second is realizes that what and the how is going to come from your players. So everything I'm always doing with my coaches is helping them to understand how to ask the right questions. And then with what they hear, build programming around that when someone says this was brilliant can we do this every month the answer is yes and then the answer is yeah what day of the week would work for you wednesdays well great let's do the first wednesday of each month do you have anybody else that you think would fit oh i've got tom and steve that would do it 
okay, you guys have got every Wednesday. You need to let me know a week in advance if you can't, because I'll fill it up if, if you don't. Okay, what's that going to cost? We'll just, okay, we could do far. I mean, you will figure this out as you go. It's not rocket science. What it's really doing is helping you to change your mindset and understanding that, that the future of coaching is going back to kind of where it was, which is learning to play the game and bringing all that technology and all that, you know, what TPI has done, physiology and, and the biomechanics into our modern form of coaching on the golf course and having that transition over from, you know, just technique on a range to playing, there's a massive gap called transitioning, you know, which guys like <coughs> Henry Brunton and um, Dr. Uh, oh, don't tell me I'm forgetting his name while I'm sitting here. Henry and Henry uh, Rick, Jensen, yeah. you know, are awesome with, you know, because they're saying, look, you, you've got to, you got to teach them how to do it without you being there. They need to become, they need to become able to have you not be there and most people oh if you were just on the course with me dean you're so amazing i wish you were on the course with me i'm not a good coach if you're saying that <laughs> you know what I mean like you need to be caddying and coaching yourself on the course and so i've got to get you to be more independent not more dependent on me so i think that programming it's not so much five sessions over five weeks do this it's these four ladies yeah. want to do it for an hour and they want to do it on tuesday nights and yeah you can fit it in but i think where we started with this call is this idea of most of you are too busy to even comprehend that. So rather than thinking about landing on the moon, the goal would be, could we, can we even get the rocket on the launch pad, which would just be to reach out to those first three members and go mm -hmm. and do it. You know, and you might say, well, Will, I'm just not comfortable charging. Okay, don't charge them. Don't charge them the first time. Don't make some BS excuse. And if you're a head pro, you know, and assistant, right? You know all the excuses that people come up with. Well, I'm just not mm -hmm. sure if I can do it. Get rid of the excuses. Go and do it. And at the end of it, say, let me ask you this, guys, as you're sitting there having a drink. Was there value in what I did today? Oh, my God. Will's the best thing we've ever done ever. I would wish we could do this. Do you think it would be fair that if in the future, if I charged for a one-hour lesson for you guys to come out and spend three hours on a course with me, do you think that's good value? You need to charge more than that, Will. Absolutely. No. I would say 150 to 200. Oh, okay. All right, so let's do 150 next time. I swear to you, this is what happens. I've done it for eight years with hundreds of pros all over the world, and it just keeps happening over and over again because you've created value for them, and they're seeing results, and it's so different mm -hmm. that these are the same members that just spent five grand on a set of PXGs, right? Five grand on a set of PXGs, but you don't think they'll spend $150 to spend an, three hours on a golf course with a professional that they know? That's mad. They, they, they pay dues of $800 a month. They spent $100,000 to be a member of your club. We all know that if they see value, they understand value, they'll pay for it. But if they just see a one-hour lesson and I've done it before, it didn't really work, and my grip felt awkward and I got worse, no, I don't want to do it. So don't go down that route of trying to give them something that already hasn't worked. Show them how you can change the way they, they can see and play the game of golf. And that's really you know, developing your skills as a coach and just and, and getting more comfortable with, you know, how do you get results for players? You know, how do you get them to think differently when they play the game? So I know there's still listeners out there that are pushing back saying, yeah, but at my club or, you know. Yeah, or at my club, it's a unique experience. Like every other six billion people on this planet, it's a unique experience because you're a human being, so it's unique. Yeah, um, or, you know, this one guy I teach, he's never going to do that, you know, because he just wants to go and work on his, you know, six iron out there. He doesn't there. need to do it. He doesn't need to do it. Don't, don't, don't pick naysayers. Okay. This is, your, this is your morning off. You're the captain. Mm -hmm. it, it, there's, a, there's a game called British Bulldog when you're kids and you play it as kids and you'd be two teams and you pick, right? 
you never pick the cleverest kid in class, right? Because he was the slowest kid. But if you were going to cheat on a math exam, you definitely sat next to him, right? So the idea is don't pick the guy who's going to annoy you for three hours. It's your morning off. Pick the three members that love you, that would be love to be a part of it, the two husband and wives that would love to be out on the course and go and enjoy it. You know what I mean? Not all 475 members have to have this. This is an invitation from you, which means you're picking the winners, picking the people that want to be around. And Mr. Smith, who has his one hour lesson every Thursday and will do for the next 15 years, leave him on the lesson tee. That's fine. We're not trying to conquer the world. We're just trying to give you a great raise and a glimpse of enjoyment and hope back into golf so that you may start to build up your business a little bit more. I think we all understand that we can get players better by getting them on the course and coaching them how to play. We've all been out there playing with members. We've seen where their weak spots are. But again, I, now I'm, I'm thinking about the people out there listening that are pushing back. Uh, I think another thing they're probably thinking is, all right, well, this is all well and good, but where do mechanics come in? At some point, I've got to fix their swing, right? That's what, that's what everybody says. Oh, what about their mechanics? Yeah, so and people say, well, what if they top on every single shot? Mm -hmm. Why on earth did you take a person on a golf course who's topping it every single time? <laughs> like, I mean, obviously that's their problem. Go on the range and get them better mechanics. Right. But most people top it every fourth or fifth time. Mm -hmm. But they don't top it on the range. So you're trying to tell me they have a technique problem? If they had a technique problem, it would happen on the range and the golf course. If it only happens on the golf course, it's not a technique problem. It's a tension problem. You're misdiagnosing the problem because you're saying, oh, it must be technique. Oh, so you're trying to tell me that when somebody like Dustin Johnson shoots 82 in the final round of the US Open, he lost his technique? Right. Uh, no, the tension increased to a level he wasn't able to carry out that technique. So the fact is, is that we're always saying to our players, the system that we've created is called the scoring method. But for those of you that want to check it out, just go on scoringmethod.com, go and look at the videos on YouTube. There's tons of coaching stuff, free stuff for you to look at. Mm -hmm. But it's this idea of most people say it's technique and it's not, it's tension. The technique means you slice it on the range, you slice it in the in the lesson, you slice it before the lesson, before the first tee. But most people, I'm hitting it dead straight on the driving range. I went to the first hole and I pumped two OB right. That's not technique, that's tension. Right. And so it's all about really getting people on the course and starting to show them that through numbers, like, hey, here's three clubs, go and play golf. Well, that's stupid. Well, you just shot 41 and you normally shoot 46. So what do you think stupid about it? I didn't allow you to lose three golf balls. So I taught you that it's not about the club, it's about keeping the ball in play. You're looking for aha moments. Everything that we coach our coaches is to find the aha moment where they get the lesson. And they go, oh, my God, that's amazing. Like I always, guys, I need to hit it further. Great, let's hit it further. Let's go and tee off the red tees. What do you mean? Well, you want 50 yards, tee off the red tees. They tee off the red tees. They come in. They normally shoot 42 and they shoot 44. Why? Because now they've got the extra 50 yards. They hit it into the lake that they normally don't reach. They hit it into the bunker they don't normally reach. And you get done and say, so how was that extra distance? And they're like, dumbfounded. Like, I really believe for 25 years, if I was 50 yards longer, I'd be a better golfer. I'm like, no, you're two shots worse. You don't have a distance problem. You have a scoring problem. Mm -hmm. You can't get the ball in the hole. Still can't and pitch, so right? <laughs> you still can't pitch. You still can't putt. And so right. these are all the games that we have and that we allow our players to play because our belief is as a coach, your goal is to create an environment of learning not to go out there and teach. The game is the coach. So the game of three clubs or forward tees or whatever you decide to play, worst ball golf, best ball golf, mulligan golf, all these different games, the game is meant to show them, oh my God, that, that's something I didn't ever realize. I didn't realize that. And that makes total sense. 
you're just trying to make the three people are playing at a good pace. They're having a good time. You're asking them questions. You're making sure they're moving in a good direction. If someone starts to get frustrated, you're asking them why. Your goal is to manage the emotions and the, and the, the group as you play while the game teaches them something. Mm -hmm. And that's really the art of coaching. And that's kind of a separate, you know, part. But once you start to get people into it, that's the fun journey. You have to get, and, and you might be like, well, Will, I'm not that good. They don't know that. You're a good golfer. You're a professional. Get on the golf course. Anything you have is good for them right now just to go and play. Come up with, go and look at the YouTube channels. Go and look at all the stuff that we have with the scoring method. Take a bunch of that and use it. You know, I mean, what I spend my time doing now is, is helping people to understand, you know, what are the best things to do with a group of ladies who are struggling with this? What are they, the best ways? And I'm not saying technique isn't done, but technique should be taught in a, in a lesson or a coaching session, then transitioned onto the golf course and then transitioned into tournament. So there are stepping stones for that learning. But I would say most course time should be about really setting challenges and games to create pressure so they can find out, you know, does their game stand up to it or does it break? And if it breaks, how does it break? And then how do you go back to the drawing board and teach them? skill sets they need to improve well and i can attest to just starting to a few years ago getting into kind of this coaching philosophy and versus being an instructor and using games and challenges i mean for us it is so so much more entertaining at least for me than standing behind somebody on the range you know or even if we're on the range or the practice area and we're playing games rather than versus just an hour of watching the swing after swing after swing and when you know that you're not even making that much progress for the person, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, being able to produce results in that way, I had a student just real quick that it, that came to me and he had never taken lessons before and he was an 18 handicap. And I knew we weren't going to change his golf swing. And uh, I had learned a little bit about your scoring method from a friend and we went on the course and we kind of, we, I took kind of what I, what I had learned in, into that on-course session for three sessions. And he came back raving about how how great those sessions were and what he was shooting now. And we never worked on his swing once. Yep. So um, so I'm, I'm an advocate for this. And hopefully this starts to get the ball rolling with some of our listeners out there that, that are in kind of that ins traditional instruction mode that are at clubs. I hope that we kind of hit some of the, uh, the important points that the pushback that you often get. Um, is there any other any other common pushback that you get from guys like me and jobs like me that that say they can't do this or this isn't going to work? Um, well, if I only invite certain ones of my members, the other members are going to get frustrated. These ladies mm -hmm. don't like playing together. Oh, I can't get on the golf course on the back nine because the greens crew is out there in the morning. Um, you know, it's too difficult to try and get people all scheduled. I don't have time. Yeah, I hear all the excuses in the world. So yeah, there's lots of them and good luck. You know what the saying is, we all have excuses and something else. And mm -hmm. so the fact is, is that if you want to believe those excuses, that's great. But the fact is we put a man on the freaking moon. I think you can get three people on a golf course. Okay. So <laughs> like if you want, if you needed $10,000 to the point where if you didn't, Let's just go ahead and say you had to have 10 grand for some surgery or something for your family or something. You'd figure a way how to get the money. So the fact is, if you're coming up with all those excuses, it's okay. Just don't take action, but be okay with staying stuck, staying frustrated, and don't complain because you have a choice over this. We are in the United States of America. God bless it. I'm English, but we're here because we have an opportunity to be an entrepreneur and grow. Whether you are an employee of a club or not, you are an entrepreneur in your own life. 
And mm -hmm. so you have the opportunity to grow your business. You have the opportunity to overcome hurdles. And so either stay stuck or take action, ready, fire, aim, stop aiming the damn gun and pull the trigger. You get, you get so frustrated with your student who asks you a thousand questions and stands over the ball for 25 seconds, or why don't you stop doing that yourself? Why don't you pull the trigger and you sliced it? Who cares? Tell me why you sliced it. Face was open. Good. Do it again. Sliced it. Yeah. Less. What was less open? Okay, good. You have to pull the trigger and see where the bullet goes before you can start making adjustments and improving. So mm -hmm. I would just say to all of you is just get in more pain or need more money to a point that you're ready to reach out and work on it. Um, because if not, then there's all the excuses in the world that, that you can do. And, and that's, that's up to you. And I'm not putting you down. I'm just saying is, but don't tell me why it's so difficult because it's, I've got guys that are tour players that have done this. Many of you know, Jim Estes, who's out there playing on the you know champions tour and the PGA stuff, who's busy with playing, but also does coaching and makes a great living guys at high, high end clubs, guys at driving ranges. I have, I have a coach who was a sign maker till he retired at, I believe, 71 years old. And when he taught for one summer up in Vermont and made $12,000 doing some coaching, doing like a caddy style program. And the following year, him and I worked together and his name is Jay Cook. And that following year, he made $12,000 a month. He signed up 93 of 180 members at the private club that they asked him to come in and work out because he'd done so well at the public course down the road, made 12 yeah. grand a month for six months. 71-year-old wow. sign maker, not a golf professional, too handicapped, who just loves coaching and loves playing the game. And wow. he's making that much money. And so, and now he's doing a junior program and just taking it off to another in retirement. Isn't that awesome? But I mean, this is the point. It's like, <clears throat> you got the skills, you got the ability. The, the thing is, is get, the, get off of the beliefs. And, and again, if you need help with that, please, I'm being serious. Reach out to me. I'm happy to kick you off the ledge in a loving way, like in terms of to get you motivated, because what we do, Dean, is everything that we do is all about the accountability. We coach coaches how to take these steps. We mentor them through the process because you run into those obstacles and you need a team of other coaches around you to go, no, I've already done it. Do it. Do it. Here's how you do it. Or to have a mentor like myself say to you, listen, it's simple. Here's the worksheet. Go and do it. Call me afterwards. And you break these things down. And what we see in literally six weeks is people going from not having a successful business to, oh, my God, I figured it out. Like just what you do for your students, right? They're like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm shooting eight strokes lower and I know I can be a single digit golfer soon. That's what we do for our coaches is through our boot camps. We just literally, you know, it's all virtual stuff. You know, we, we get them on calls and we motivate them and we give them tasks and challenges and give them almost the answers. But the answers come from their students. And that's where we've seen so much success is like the results are just off the charts because, you know, you're, you're learning skill sets that aren't taught to golf professionals. Most golf pros are taught grip, posture, alignment, inventory, da, da, da. but really mm. how to engage and build good rapport to sell somebody into a coaching program through a relationship focus is not taught. And that's where that's where I think things are changing. Obviously, I think you've heard that we've, we're doing a deal with the PGA with partnering with them to help PGA professionals to get the education and coaching they need to understand what does a PGA modern coach look like? Like what are the, what right. is the expectations compared to just this? If I get enough certificates and I have enough technology, I'm a good professional. No, you're not. It just means you've got a lot of certificates and a lot of technology. It doesn't mean that you know how to get results for people and you're building a community of golfers that are active, you know? So it's a lot of fun, you know, it's just a lot of fun to see development in, 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 in golf pros and, and see them changing their business and their lives. 
Well, and that's awesome. I mean, the, the results you've generated for pros in, in a business where there's this common mantra where like, oh, you can't make any money in that business or you're going to work sun up to sundown just to, mm -hmm. you know, to make nothing. You're changing the, you're changing that and changing the lives of PGA professionals out there. And it's awesome what you're doing. So thank you. So if, so sum up to get started, the first thing anybody listening needs to do is, Think about who they can invite out onto the golf course, right? And then go from there. First thing you have to do is change your mindset. You have to believe that this is value to you, to your customer, and your facility. If you don't change that, you will not change anything. So mindset first. Then it's pick the three people that you would like to go out on the golf course with. Then personally invite them and get them out there and just go and play. And I would charge them for an hour lesson because it's simple because they're probably students you've already taught. Um, and if, if it's not, and you're not comfortable, do it for free and then just do, do Hey, look, I'm surveying this. Do you think this is good value? Would you think this is worth an hour lesson? And then have them tell you, oh my God, absolutely. It's worth an hour lesson. This mm -hmm. is amazing. Right now go and charge for it the next time. And then once you've got that going, start blocking that out in your calendar and just start putting it. Maybe it's twice a month for you. Maybe it's twice a week. I don't know, you know, and, and mm -hmm. then start to build that out. And then at the end of every session, I always have lunch or breakfast with my players and we chat and we talk, have a drink and catch up because in that times where I learn, that's where I learn what they're liking, what they're doing, what they're struggling with, what they need next. It's really through those conversations where they're kind of off guard. They're just more of just your friend that you can pick yeah. up on deeper things about what, what struggles they might be going through or what frustrations they've got, which then help you to realize, hey, you know what? I understand why he's having a tough time right now to play good golf is because he's having a real tough time in his marriage. And so I need to, as a coach, I need to support him. And, and we need to just go out there and play a fun skins game today. I don't need to, we don't need to be grinding on, you know, playing from the forward tees and trying to shoot subpar. Do you know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. that's your role as a coach is you're, you're not teaching golf. You're teaching humans. You're teaching people who have emotions, you know? So golf is the vehicle that you're using but you're a person helping another person out in their life. And so you use golf, other people use music, some people use whatever it may be, right? Cars, other people use, you know, Warcraft and all these crazy games, you know, other people use, mm -hmm. you know, church, whatever it may be. Your journey is, is with another human being. It's not with the game of golf. So if people have more questions, how can they find out more? Where can they go? Get in touch with you? Yeah, just um, check out, I mean, rgxcoach.com. So RGX, which is Revolutionized Golf Instruction. That's the, our slogan, uh, rgxcoach.com. Email me, will at, Robin, at, will at rgxcoach.com. Um, and there's just tons of videos. I mean, like if you go onto our YouTube channel that's on our website, there's tons of video about all of this stuff. There's loads of, loads of information and you know, it's, it's, it's not rocket science. Uh, it's, it's logical. It's, it makes total sense and it's good for you. It's good for the game of golf. It's good for your members. Um, and then for those of you that are like, you know, wow, you know, I, I could do with a coach to coach me in this, then, you know, we have a, we have everybody fill out an application and go through a process. We want to make sure that they're ready for it. And like, they mm -hmm. actually want to do it, not just, well, this sounds interesting. You see, because we always, we're picking winners and we teach you how to pick winners. So if you pick winners, they always get good results. And then guess what? Your business grows. So we, right. pick, we pick out our coaches through applications and make sure they're on track and then, you know, get them into a boot camp depending on whether they need more money, more time, better results for their players. You know, some people, it's just, you need to learn how to coach better with the scoring method. And let me show you how to do that compared to, well, I need to make another 50 grand a year because, you know, I'm broke. You know, it's very different right. strategy that we would take with both of those players, just like you would a high school 
kid that wants to play college golf compared to a junior that wants to learn golf at five years old. Two completely different strategies, but guess what? Golf is involved. Well, so there we have it. That's how we can all get a raise next year. So <laughs> thanks, Bill, for coming on and literally coaching us through this. Absolutely. This was really valuable. My pleasure, so. and I look forward to hearing anybody. If you have good testimonials and stuff like that, please feel free to reach out to me. Uh, you know, find me an email. I'd love to hear it. You're welcome to send me a text, 916-742-7785. That's my personal cell phone number, 916-742-7785. Happy to get texts of, uh, you know, or voice notes of just, hey, it's going well. Thanks very much. Because, again, it's a, it's, a, it's a transformation that we're all trying to make uh, to make sure that golf professionals are making great money, loving what they do, and impacting people's lives through this great game. So thanks for having me on. This was the Getting Better Now podcast presented by the Golf Business Network. Head over to iTunes to subscribe so you don't miss an episode and be sure to rate and review while you're there. For more information, go to golfbusinessnetwork.com.